Hello everyone and welcome to KD Lounge, the best source for everything Cadena. Today's guest is Dan Keller, co-founder of Flux. Flux is basically uh, the AWS of Web3, a decentralized cloud infrastructure where node operators like you and me can run a small piece of hardware from home that acts as a partition of a server. Uh, these node operators are then rewarded with Flux that is mined directly from their proof-of-work blockchain. The concept is really interesting, and there's a lot more to Flux than this, but I will let Dan talk to you about it. But first, some KD Launch news. We are very proud to announce that we just sold out our very first IDEO, Timpy. Congratulations to all that got some Timpy tokens. To those of you that didn't get any, don't worry, the next IDEO is just around the corner. Okay guys, time to jump in with Dan. Hey everyone, welcome Dan to the show. Uh, thanks a lot for being here. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you uh, with us on KD Lounge. I'm um, ex super excited to be here, man. Cool, man, cool, man. So uh, to start up, uh, I'd like to ask you about your background. Uh, what, how did you come up uh, doing what you do now? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on and uh, for everybody listening and all the communities that are taking time out to check us out. So uh, name's Daniel Keller. I am the Chief Strategy Officer for Flux and Zellcor. I've been with uh, Flux since its initial inception about four, four years ago. Um, I, I basically oversee all of the strategy for the project and continue to keep growing it out. Uh, Flux is a decentralized computational network, if you're not familiar with it. Um, and Zellcor is a multi-asset platform. So it's like a, it's like a crypto wallet on steroids, essentially. <laughs> yeah. I use it a lot. So I actually, I, I'm really fond of Zellcor. At first, it was kind of hard to get used to because we are used to using like MetaMask and Trust Wallet, uh, which, by the way, are not easy to get used to. But once you, you get rolling, they're all the same. And then you... Mm -hmm. You come into Zelcor, which actually it gives you a lot more freedom to have multiple assets in there, but it's very different from those. So it kind of gets uh, a little hard to get used to. Yeah, it's it, it's more utilitarian. I mean, it's it's been it's been designed for a, a very advanced uh, blockchain user. Um, uh, we're, we're working on a little bit of a redesign for it to try to make the user interface just a little bit more seamless for folks. Um, and, uh, one of those things includes adding a simple mode, which is more like the light wallets that you see out there today oh. floating around. So yeah, there's a lot of good, uh, improvements coming down the road for that. Yeah. That would be cool because it would be like my only issue with it. Like the UI, sometimes it's a bit messy. So I think that's, that's good that you're, you're taking care of that, of that we aspect. Actu we actually poached, uh, uh, a couple really excellent designers from a, a very large company who are helping us with the UI UX. So I think. Over the next month, I think you're going to see definitely some really good improvements, nice. more streamlined, more smooth. Uh, it's going to feel a lot. It's going to feel like 2022, not 2019. Okay. So, okay. And it's coming to the mobile version as well? Yeah, we're mobile. It's on all platforms. So cool. Linux, you name it, uh, Apple, iOS, Android, you, the whole, the whole gambit. Nice, nice, nice. So, uh, Maybe you can back up a little bit and tell us how did Flux, which was Zelcash in the beginning, how did how did it come to be? 
where did you start? Well, kind of bore, uh, born out of the, the, the fires of 2017 of, of a massive bull market. And uh, um, the co-founders and myself got together and we uh, decided that we were going to uh, build out a decentralized computational network because we realized that uh, as, as blockchain continued to build and, and iterate, that there was going to need to be a foundation that ran underneath of all of this that, to keep it completely decentralized. Otherwise, Web2 and, you know, legacy-based infrastructure would come in and they would claim the space. So we, we, we were really built to disrupt the disruptors, the ones that came in and said that they were disrupting the standard financial technology. But really, in reality, they were just more of the same gatekeepers yeah. and toll, toll yeah, yeah. booths that, that wanted to, to get in there and be first. So um, myself, Tadeusz Kamenta and Parker Honeyman are the founders. Um, The majority of the team that's with Flux has been with Flux for, you know, almost the whole time. So uh, all the folks that work on Flux only work on Flux. That's their only project. So everywhere from marketing and PR all the way over to design to all the way over to, to the Zellcore side of the house, it's, that is their concentration. Uh, one of the things you have to, it's like a gang, I guess, we jump you in when you come in. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what, One of the things that you have to agree to is that, that that is your primary project. So all the folks that have been there have been there for a very long time. Uh, recently, we started adding on some more additional developers and, and UI and UX folks. We just, we just added a, our CEO, which is um, uh, Jeremy Anderson. He was the, one of the original uh, uh, folks from Ravencoin. Um, okay. when Ravencoin launched. So, and then today's Kamenta moved over to chief innovation officer and we added Betty, uh, who is our, now our chief marketing officer. So we, it looks a little bit like a formal business, but in, down in the, down in the roots of it all, it's all decentralization. It's all built on a community, uh, uh, all the way around. Was it, uh, like this cloud infrastructure service? Was it the idea from the beginning? So. Well, it's like everything else. Uh, you, you fall down the rabbit hole and the next thing you know, you know uh, you're doing something different. The, the, the initial project was actually um, was Zellcash and it was ris really just a fork of Zcash. Another cryptocurrency, privacy-based asset. And you know, we kind of sat down and reflected on what we wanted it to become. So we targeted immediately... At that particular point in time, the masternode craze was going on and everybody was all about masternodes. We looked at that masternode setup and we said, it's all pretty frothy and FOMO right now, but there is a very important fundamental underpinning that we can utilize to create a computational network. And that's what gave birth to, 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 to our node network. Uh, we took deterministic nodes and we actually took the, the good part of the technology and we instituted uh, Flux nodes and Flux OS on top of that. So I, I wouldn't say it was our first thing that we, we were doing. We wanted to build out Zellcore. Really, that was uh, you know, one of our focuses initially and continues to be. Uh, but it didn't take long till we figured out that we needed to make sure that uh, you know, we wanted to be ahead of the curve. Web, we were Web3 before Web3 was cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually uh, crazy to understand that first you, you were focused on the Zellcore and then this Web3 uh, decentralized, decentralized cloud infrastructures uh, came along because when I found out about Flux, that was 
the core, right? That was what I what I experienced. And yeah. then Zelkar came along, and I saw okay, that this is by the same team. It's cool, but it's funny to to hear it now. Uh, well, there's a lot of people that don't that use Zelcor every day, and they don't know that Flux is the one that was behind it, and vice versa. So, um, you know, we get we get new users come into the space, new projects that are added. Um, you know, KDL is going to be one, Cadex, all these different projects. So they they come in and they use Zelcor for the very first time, and they're like, "Well, this is pretty nice." You know, it's a little bit hard to use, but as you start to get used to it, you understand it needs to be it needs to be functional before anything else, and their communities all of a sudden, you know, kind of, kind of gravitate toward it. And then they're like, Oh, wait a minute. The flux guys do this. So yeah, it's kind of neat to see like that light go off in people's head. They're like, Oh my God, this is like a whole ecosystem. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. The, so a little over a year you rebranded from uh, Zalcash to flux since then, what, what has been like, the most important uh, event on, on Flux, the one that you, you, you see as, as a marking stone on the project? I, all gas, no brakes, man. That's what it is. <laughs> um, that that rebranding, that hard fork of moving from, from what was Zell to uh, Flux, uh, it changed everything. Um, we, we had built for three plus years uh, to be in this position to where we could start to accelerate. And uh, I mean, once we, once we really got the wind behind our backs, we've continued to just keep growing. So, I mean, the, the, the node network went over 10,000 nodes today, which is still like, I can't even believe it. I mean, we were just at 2,300 nodes a few months ago, as, but our halvening, we went through our halvening um, for our scaling. And, you know, right now we're sitting at 10,000 plus nodes and I don't see it's, stopping anytime soon. I think that we really, and, and part of that rebrand was to unify our, our, our brand around Flux, uh, which was really the, 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 the breadwinner. We had a, like a lot of different fractured pieces. You know, you had uh, D2FA and you had Zell ID and you had, you know, Zell Labs and all these different, all these different parts. And now we unified them under Flux. And that really helps people understand that, that it's an ecosystem because it all looks the same, has the same look and feel. Even our branding, you might see a different color from labs. So labs is green and, mm -hmm. you know, pools are orange and, you know, different stuff. But the, but the logo itself, the branding itself is more uniform. So, yeah. 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 Now, good that you're, you mentioned that, that uniform, uniformization uh, across all, because that's what kind of what I was, was hoping that we can touch now, like, you have all this uh, stuff going on, on on Flux, like nodes, tiers, mining, parallel assets, and Zelcor as well. Can you do like um, uh, an integration of all? C can you explain how they all come together as one? Under absolutely. Flux? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, very early on when we mapped this project out, we realized we were going to have to have an ecosystem because to do it effectively, a lot of the components that we needed for the ecosystem didn't exist yet. So what we did is we really put on our roadmap things that were logical to keep developing out. So we knew we need a multi-asset multi platform, which is really our gateway to the ecosystem. And that's how Zellcore was born. We knew we were going to have a need to have a kind of a self-sovereign ID, which is how Zell ID was born, because we needed to be able to connect Zellcore and the node network together in one kind of symbiotic relationship. And then you go a step further 
we wanted to use two-factor authentication on different parts of our platform, but we didn't want to use a centralized one. So we had to build one and that was D2FA. These things all link together with Flux OS, which is the operating system that runs on top of our Flux nodes. And every, the one thing that, that tie the bind, binds everything together is Flux, the, the, the utility-based asset. And, and since then, since we've kind of deployed our, our network and we've, we've got about 7,000 unique instances uh, running right now on the network of 10,000 nodes, we've got about enough scaling uh, ability for us to go to about 1.3 to 1.4 million uh, unique deployments. And uh, so then, then along comes Zell Labs, which is, or Flux Labs, uh, it was formerly Zell Labs, which is an incubation acceleration model specifically around projects like K KDL and Cadex and Tempe and all, DocuSign and all these new and emerging projects that that need infrastructure so they need yeah. they they're they're born out of the push for decentralization and part of the push for decentralization is understanding you need not only back-end decentralization but you need front-end decentralization so that's where flux really comes into play is it it, get, it gives us the ability to provide back-end services and front-end services and for instance with cadix we're going to be doing both which means cadix will be blockchain by birth, which means they will be the very first platform ever to use a front end and back end that's completely decentralized. And that's a big deal. Yeah, because right now, if you use any DEX, you're not really using a fully decentralized service, right? Because they, they run on, on AWS or any other yep. of, those, of those services. Yeah. I always, I always tell people, if, if, if you're... If your uh, uh, application goes down when AWS goes down, you're not decentralized. Fix it. So, yeah. you know, and Uniswap is one, a perfect example. Uh, AWS went down, Uniswap went down. Yeah. So and that's, that's, why, that's why KDL is also running on Flux because it, it, it just makes sense, right? If you're yep. if, if you up for decentralization, you got to do it. Yep. Um, so for folks who are watching and like what they, they are hearing and want to join... Can you uh, do a little rundown on how they can set up a node and what kind of tiers and requirements they need to, to do it? Yeah, absolutely. So everything that we run is enterprise uh, level infrastructure. So um, we, we have uh, basically benchmarks that check the computational resources to make sure that you um, can run the required node structure. So we have three nodes, the Cumulus and Nimbus and the Stratus, uh, 1,000. Uh, 12,500 and 40,000 are the lockups for those particular. When I say lockups, it's not conventionally like lockups that you see on some of these, these, these uh, node, quote unquote, node Nodes, projects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where you have to burn a whole bunch of coin and then you don't get your ROI for three months. And then by that time, the Ponzi scheme's over and your stuff uh, holding a bunch of shit coins. So, um, you know, in, in reality, uh, you could set a node up and, and three minutes later, change your mind, take it back down again, and it's offline. It never left your wallet, never was, uh, you know, you don't have to put it on exchange, a third party, or anything like that. Everything is done inside of Zellcore. Um, you know, it makes it really nice and, and simplistic and easy. So, yeah, I mean, there's many ways that you can participate. So you can obviously run these nodes. You can mine. It's a proof of work based uh, algorithm, cryptocurrency that you can you can mine. 
Uh, so if you got some rigs, park it on flux, mine that way. You can run nodes. Um, you, you, you can build on the infrastructure. So we have people that are de developing dApps and applications that may have been Web 2 and now they're bringing it to Web 3. Yeah. And, and they're incentivizing folks to, to, to run the infrastructure and you're getting paid in Flux. So Flux is really, there's so many ways and so much exposure. You can, you can stake. There's some uh, exchanges that do staking. But the biggest thing is we're getting ready to launch our Titan nodes, which is on-chain uh, shared nodes. So in other words, if I have 50 Flux and you have 50 Flux and a whole bunch of other people have Flux, we can then deploy a node ourselves together. Now, that differs a little bit from the standard three-tier system because these three-tier systems, there's no lockup other than the initial, you know, uh, turning up the node and then you're, you're, you're keeping your collateral in your wallet. Titan, as it's affectionately called, um, Titan has a three-month a six month and a one year lockup period. So if you're in this thing for the long haul and you've got 500 flux and you want to put it in queue and you want to earn a reasonable rate of return, I, I want to say it's like, I haven't checked it recently, but let's say it's 4% or you know, 5%. It, it's realistic and it's, and, it's, and it's tangible. It's not some hype project where they're promising you 10,000 X um, yeah. on your on your on your asset it's 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 actually participating in the network and actually getting a nice return on your investment and i think something we we need to to point out because uh, most people see a lot of node projects out there at flux rewards uh, node participants with um flux that is mined on each block right so this is yeah. not flux coming from new participants nope. uh, like some ponzi scheme uh, no, ponzi. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, i think it's important that people understand that the the, the flux itself is coming from the mind uh, rewarding system and not other users and that's yep. that's actually what i what caught my attention when i found out about flux it's well, it's a, a real ecosystem that actually rewards and it's self-preserving right well, it, and we're, we're very different from just about every other project out there because we were, there was no VC, no pre-mines, no institutional investment, no, you know, everything is, is fair-mined. Uh, we make sure that, you know, the node community gets part of the block reward that keeps everybody in, with vested interest. We have an X style that governs the model. So we don't look like any of the other node projects because we actually are doing what we're saying we're supposed to do. And, you know, we don't colo uh, our nodes or use API calls to make it look like you have more nodes. There's projects out there that say they have 50,000 nodes and it's total horseshit. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't exist. And, and, yeah. when you, when you, and when you call them on it, they, they say it's FUD or it's, it's whatever. It's not FUD. It is if you can't deploy, adapt to it, if you can't deploy an Oracle, if you can't deploy a website and to that it isn't a node it's a, it's an api call it's it's it, it just it's doesn't nothing. make sense of it. it's, it's nothing it's just nothing Vap vaporware is what we used to call it it's vaporware um mm -hmm. so flux officially and by uh, by the statistics of the you know the current model is the largest truly decentralized computational network in the world hands down nice. nobody even comes close to anyone after that it's a real proof of useful work platform that actually does what it says it's supposed to do. Oh, cool. You touched there on proof of useful work. Uh, you want to expand a bit on, on, on that concept, what, what that, what that may, might entail? 
Well, I think I think you'd be hiding under a rock if if you didn't hear the great debate, you know, proof of work versus proof of stake, right? And I'm not a huge fan of proof of stake, um, but I, but I'll just talk to strictly about proof of use of work in this in this context. Cool. So the the major knock that proof of work is getting is not new. Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto actually talked about this as he looked at the Bitcoin usage in the future, and he understood there was a a, a vast amount of com- computational resources that were going to be used for basically transactional validation and consensus. So what we did as a team is we sat down and we took that problem that Satoshi had, right, uh, envisioning it, and figure, we, and are in the process of figuring out how proof of use of work can come into play. And what does that look like? Well, phase one of proof of use of work is already happening. So you can use our node network for pretty much anything you want. If you can dockerize it, you can put it in flux. Um, that's useful work. Those nodes are actually doing something. You go on yep. there and you can see it happening. There's websites. If you go to runonflux.io, that website runs on Flux. Uh, you go to Haven. Haven has a website running on Flux. There's a lot of different projects that have, have that infrastructure. Uh, Tornado Cash re- recently launched uh, uh, some of their pieces on there as well. So, you know, in the end, uh, you know, we wanted we wanted to be different than than any of these other platforms. We wanted to make sure that we we kind of showcased exactly what we could do, and uh, that was, and it and it kind of came to a head as COVID came. So we had this massive network, um, you know, let's say seven hundred plus nodes, and it was just sitting there chilling. Because we were working on the use cases on what we were going to do with it, you know, it's like we know we can deploy stuff here, but what 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 are we going to do? And when COVID hit, we we were having a meeting, uh, and with a, at that that time the CTO, he's the innovation officer todayish, and I I said todayish, I said, is there a way for us to launch folding at home on our on our node network and and start to map proteins for COVID? And he said he thought about it. Who todayish is a, a particle physicist. That's what he went to school for. It's kind of like genius. Um, He said, I I got an idea, but I'll let you know. And a couple hours goes by and I'm getting ready to go to bed. And he says, hey, we launched Folding at Home and we're going to deploy it across (laughs) all 700 nodes and it's going to start running. And we went from, you know, we were in like, let's say the top 50 of of Folding, which is pretty impressive because the big ones are all NVIDIA and AMD and the folks like that. but. But but that was the birth of proof of use work as we we using compute resources that would have just been chilling doing transactional validation consensus pieces and now all of a sudden they're folding and you know providing resources to something the greater for the greater good and it it just snowballed after that it just got faster and faster and faster uh, the the DApps started coming I mean we did our thirty DApps in thirty days or deployed 30, yeah. 30 useful real real DApps in thirty days. Uh, well, we did the fifteen, and we did the fifteen initially. Twenty, twenty, and 20, 20, and, 20 and yeah, yeah I think yeah, I remember 20, twenty and twenty. Yeah, 20, 20 and twenty, and then we were like, "Nope, let's kick it up. Let's do thirty <laughs> and thirty. And uh, and we did thirty and thirty, and they were some pretty awesome apps. So yeah, yeah, some some cool stuff it, there. And it just keeps growing. So our goal is to now that we've kind of established a foothold with the node side now we want to work on the mining side of things so we want those those graphics cards that are that are hashing flux to be able to be used part of the compute resource to be able to be used for uh useful work as well through our marketplace so think of it this way the best way i can explain it is back in the day you used to do what was called dual mining 
you could run multiple algorithms on one graphics card. Okay. So uh, let's take it Ethereum and Decred, for instance. You could run Ethereum, but you could also run Decred. The way that proof of use to work is, is, is going to work is that, and we, we haven't really, we're not really releasing the details yet, but essentially we're going to use a particular portion of that, of that graphics card um, to be able to commit compute resources to our marketplace. And then users, so Dan's doing a graphics class and he's going to do a very large 3D rendering piece. And I need compute resources. I go to the Flux network, I go into the marketplace, I select 25 plus graphics cards and I deploy it and now I'm rendering like that. So the ultimate goal is to take that comp compute resource and bring it back to center and allow people to use it for the, for the betterment of all mankind. And, that's, and, and it isn't a Flux project that we're creating. This is, this, we're building this for the blockchain community. Flux will, not, Flux will immediately open source it and we encourage every platform out there uh, that's listening to this or interested in this to, to help participate in building it out because uh, at some point, you're, we'll all, I think we'll all be using it because the best way to shut people up is to fix the problem. And uh, you know, I don't think proof of work is a problem the way that it currently is instituted, uh, the way that they make it sound, but boy, we can, make it, we can take away any argument with that because yeah. all of a sudden, those compute resources are all realistic. Yeah, that sounds pretty ambitious. And uh, how you explain it, how like mining is, is actually securing the, the, the structure where apps are actually running. So it's useful yeah. already, but you can yep. go a step further. That's, that's uh, pretty great. Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, coming back a little bit to the, to the nodes and how people uh, can set up a node, one thing I, I've noticed, some people have a hard time setting it up. You have to be somewhat tech savvy. Is there any plan in the future to set up like a out of the box system where you can just buy a, a piece of hardware and just plug it in, have a beautiful UI, you just type your, your uh, Flux address and it's ready to go? So you want, you want me to be... Uh, honest with you, I'm not going to sit here and fluff it up and say that flux nodes are, are hard business. They're, they just are. The majority of the people that run these nodes are decentralized systems administrators. These are folks that are putting a business model behind what they're doing and deploying. These aren't one-click deployment nodes, although I do believe we will eventually get to a point where we could have a sim more simplistic uh, the ability, especially with our Cirrus nodes, to, to make it super easy. Basically, you know, Pre-order the hardware, you get the hardware, you put your node key in, turn it on, and you're on the network. That's not going to happen for enterprise-level nodes. Um, it just isn't. And it's, and it's hard work. But let me tell you something, man. It is rewarding work as well. Because, you know, I'm a miner at heart. That's how I came into the space is, being, is mining crypto. And, man, there's no feeling like the first time that rig starts to hash. And you're like, and you start getting shares coming in. And you're like, yes, this is it, man. Finally. So <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. It's just not for everyone. It just, it just isn't. There are other areas that you'll be able to participate with Titan. It's super easy. It would do it right out of Zellcore, one click. Uh, there'll be the Cirrus nodes, which will, which will be more or less uh, AI and edge compute Jetson, Raspberry Pi, FPGA pieces. They should be fairly easy to deploy. But I, I hear what people say, you know, and our goal is always to make it like if you set up Flux node a year and a half ago, 
you think it's terrifying now. It was terrifying <laughs> then. I mean, it was like it was you were doing something uh, if you were setting it up. And and now we have multi boxes and yeah. you know, you oh man, if you know, if you if you Look, I'll tell you this. I just had somebody hit me up on LinkedIn two days ago and sent me a picture of his two daughters. One was eight and one was 10. And they and he worked with them the entire weekend and they both set up flux nodes. So don't feed me no bullshit. <laughs> you can't set up a flux node, right? Sit down and review it, study it, understand it, understand what it's doing. And I guarantee you this, I promise you this, if you put the sweat equity into standing up a flux node and you really fall down the rabbit hole and learn what flux is, you will never leave because you will understand how important it is for us to develop this network. So again, I'd love to tell you that it would get super simple, but it just isn't. It just, it just doesn't work like that. If you're running a flux node, you are a pioneer. Yeah, actually I set up one, uh, a few months ago and, uh, it was, uh, not the easiest thing to do, but it, you you just need to focus and and move along, right? Uh, so yeah, I understand. Just trying to to see if there's something coming along those lines. Well, people got kind of spoiled too because uh, a lot of these node projects are like, hey, one click deployment, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you just buy an NFT and then we'll stand up your node for you, <laughs> right? It's like, oh. It's horseshit, man. It's, yeah, not a no, it's not a node. It's nothing yet. It's not, it's not a node. They just took your money, bro. So, well, you know what I mean? That's what they did. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, anyway, long story short is there's lots of ways to participate. And it's going to get easier for the entry-level folks to participate um, with Python and, and you know, other pieces coming online. So, I, I think there'll be something for everyone. One of the things that I actually saw you you just uh, did, uh, I don't know when it was, but some partnership with someone that actually has the hardware uh, requirements like uh, to run Nimbus and, and, and Cumulus nodes, and you can buy it directly from them. And then, well, you still need to set up the, the node itself, but at least you have the, the hardware that's ready to go uh, and you just, you just run the, the node from there. Ironically, I, ironically enough, I think it's the name of the programs like one click deployment or something like that but it really isn't it's just he's doing all the work on the back and this is this is why uh it's so awesome to be in the space is people are building business models around supporting the platform so you have yeah. people that are building you know he built he built this nice user interface where you go in you select your node you go through the process it's 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 very intuitive and at the end you, you know, you pay for your uh, your node and he turns it on and then he gets paid in flux for, for running the node. That, he joined the team. He's part of the team now. He's in labs. <laughs> and we had another guy that is, is working on a little bit more, uh, 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 instead of using like command lines and stuff like that as you go through the nodes, he's using more of a user interface. So um, it'll feel a little bit more friendly to the folks who've done, you know, really anything on the computer. I mean, it's just going to walk you through the process. But, you know, I, I think I think you'll see some real unique things. But, but man, the businesses that are coming online uh, supporting the ecosystem is just, it blows my mind. Every day I see a new one and it's it's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's go a little bit to the parallel assets. We didn't talk a lot about them. So there's uh, currently you are uh, planning to deploy 10. Uh, five are already on the on the network with two more coming I think it's May 
Luna and Avex. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you decide which chains are you uh, selecting for the next parallel uh, asset? Or are all the selected already? And is 10 the limit? Or can you expand to more than that? It could be 10, it could be 50, it could be 100, it could be 1,000. Um, ultimately, as we ratchet through the parallel assets, obviously the, the, the amount of percentage that you're going to receive in parallel asset will continue to decrease. So if you're in early, if you're in, in, in the first, f- first five, which is ETH, Cadena, Solana, Tron, and Binance Smart Chain, um, if you were in, in that, then you're going to be in, in for a penny, in for a pound. You're, you're, on, you're on your way across the board. But it's, not, it's never too late to, to enter the space, get some flux, get some parallel assets. So one of the major problems, we talked, one about, talked a little bit about Satoshi and the problem about you know, your computational resources is another problem that wasn't really a problem because it, you know, at the beginning of, of Bitcoin, there was just Bitcoin. And as you started to get these different forks and chains and all these different pieces, the holy grail of blockchain was interchain operability. So you have all these chains that are working, doing very different things in some cases. And the, a way to pull those back to center, to, to bring back that interchain operability, that, that was huge. And that's exactly what our parallel assets have done. It allows, it's almost like being a U.S. citizen, but also having a citizenship in, you know, France or somewhere like that. You, you receive the benefits of both pl- places and you can live in either one of those places. So you can have flux on the native chain. You can have flux on the parallel assets. You can participate in liquidity pools. You can participate in DEX models. You can do whatever DeFi pieces, NFTs, whatever on, on the different platforms, Solana, you know, KDA and Cadex and uh, all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, but then you can always come home again and you do that with Fusion right in Zellcore. So basically Fusion acts as a bridge from one parallel asset back to the main chain. And now we've actually got it set up that you can go parallel asset to parallel asset. So mm-hmm. if you want to move from ETH over to Binance Smart Chain, you don't need to go back to the primary chain. You just go from one to the other and then the other and the other, so on and so forth. So And it's, it's always one for one, the, 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 the trade, right? Yep. And it was kind of scary because nobody has ever done anything like this before. And we were like, well, what's going to happen with the price of flux on these parallel chains versus the primary chain? You know, and what we found is a lot of people made a lot of money doing arbitrage. Yeah, you know what I mean. Always, like, always that. It's, it's always, always arbitrage, <laughs> man. Yeah, and, yeah. and 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 well, I had a lot of fun doing that at the beginning too, as well, <laughs> because you had like uh, the, the liquidity was so thin on like Uniswap and places like that, where you know there was lots of opportunities where you could yeah. pick up you know cheap flux and bring it back to main chain and then stand up more nodes. And we I- we did that for a reason. Uh, we call it soft scaling. So by uh, allowing people to have that parallel asset and, and work in those other areas, almost always it comes back to flux and it's deployed in a node or, you know, some, somewhere in the ecosystem. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the best of all worlds for us. And, and you know, c- uh, um, another, the next parallel assets, like you said, were, they were already announced, Terra Luna and, and Avalanche. But I love Polkadot. I love, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other projects out there that I think could be added in. And I think you'll see the two snapshots on the May, May 5th. And then I think you'll see another snapshot toward the end of the year. But our goal is to, we're not, we're not pacing this 
by any stretch of imagination, if we find three projects that make sense to the ecosystem, we're going to add three projects. So, okay. you know, right now we announced that there's two, but if, if we find two more that make sense, there's four. So, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not limited. 10 is the guarantee that I said, that's the number that, you know, the team all got together and said, what do you think's a round number? Ah, 10 sounds good. All right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> let's roll. Um, and then, but, but it really, honestly, it could be a hundred, but there is a, there is a big, but they have to be, they have to be a very unique platform. They have to be well versed. They have, they have to bring value add to our platform. So they can't just be a shit coin. They have to be something that you can actually use. And it makes sense to be, um, to, to have on your platform. So KDA was a natural one for us because we, we helped we help support part of their node network. So, you know, all of the family of KDA just naturally gravitate toward us and we gravitate toward them. So it made sense, right? To, to start with KDA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to, to, to wrap up uh, about the flux, one of the biggest partnerships you had this year was with NVIDIA. Um, can you talk a, li a little bit about that partnership and what does it bring to flux in terms of, of growth? Well, it was a double-edged sword because it freaked a lot of people out. NVIDIA hasn't been very friendly to miners for very, you know, for many years. As a matter of fact, they've done a lot of hard work to kind of screw yeah. us. And yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and when people saw that we were working with them, they automatically assumed that it would be the mining side of the world. And I'm not saying that it won't be, that I'm not saying that we, we haven't had conversations about proof of use work and some of those components. But one of the real big things was the deployment of the Jetsons. Um, we wanted to make sure that we deployed Jetsons on Flux. We wanted to get decentralization as deep as we could. And we knew uh, NVIDIA is leading the pack when it comes to that in the Jetsons. You know, you can run a Raspberry Pi, you can run a Jetson, but, but the Jetsons especially and some of the pieces that they're doing with AI and edge compute, it just made sense for us to go to the, to, to the folks that are doing it and and we applied to the inception program which is their their internal program with about seven thousand other tech companies and to my knowledge we're the only fintech or blockchain based company that is actually accepted into to that uh, uh program so why'd we do it and a lot of people ask that and i said well it gives us exposure to seven thousand companies that are all working around the, the same thing that we are and we get gives us the ability to be at ground level and be the folks in the know when yeah. they start asking questions about web3 they're going to logically gravitate toward the people that they know that are in the same program they're working with them as well so i see tons of benefits there and then also, as we move through our proof of use of work and we can start to prove our work so we can prove that we can actually do what we <laughs> say we can do, right, to NVIDIA and maybe AMD and maybe some other players in the space, they're go that's going to help them kind of formulate how they're going to uh, attack that as a business model. So, yes. you know, you can... What, what's the old adage? Uh, first, they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win, right? So they've laughed at us for so long, the crypto miners, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're not laughing anymore, right? No. <laughs> so then they started fighting us, right? So then they're like, ah, we'll nerf the cards, we'll do this, we'll do that. And that didn't win. So here we are, you know, we're here <laughs> to join you, you know what I mean? Take, take, this, take this olive branch and let's do it. So yeah. um, it's easy to work with the people you like. 
it's easy to work with the projects you like. It's True. hard to work. It's hard to work with and work around the projects that are challenging. Um, and they're, they are amazing at what they do. And I think if given the right set of circumstances, I think they're going to be a ver very valuable partner for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, very true. Uh, any... or, 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 or it could suck. Either way. I don't know. <laughs> one of the two. One of the one two. Of the two. I mean, we're either like, this is great or this is not great. So, yeah. Uh, any, any prospects or insights into any future partnerships? Uh, well, Flux is a little bit different. We take our partnerships really serious. Like, we're really, really serious about our partnerships. So, we don't do paper, paper partnerships. You know, we could part partner with just about anyone out there if, if we really wanted to. But, but logically, what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to work with Web 2 and Web 3. We're not maximalists. We believe that for us to get to the next level, Web 2 and Web 3 are going to have to work together. They're going to have to provide resources together. Because what was built in Web 2 does not necessarily translate to what is Web 3. Yeah. And we are going to act as that, as that, you know, that wetlands that absorbs all of the folks who are in Web 2 and they want Web 3 exposure. And this is a logical first iteration. Go back and look at what it used to be like in IT, let's say 10, 12 years ago. Everything was on-prem. You want everything here. I need everything here in my building. And along comes some guy and he's like, hey, did you guys check the cloud out yet? And they're like, oh, that's not a real thing. Whatever. I mean, where's your data at? I don't know. So you had your early adopters who started saying, hey, man, we're going to save a ton of money and we can put this thing in the cloud and it's redundant and it's scalable and it's on demand. Oh, this is where we need to be. Yeah. But even today, 12 years later, 13 years later, there's still laggards that are straggling behind as they move into uh, the cloud-based infrastructure. And yeah. it'll be the same thing with Web 2 to Web 3. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, there's always the people who are front-running everyone else, and uh, that's where you want to be. Yep. Um, so we talked a bit about the KDA, how it was one of the first partners for, for Flux. Um, in fact, that there are Kadena nodes running on, on Flux right now. Um, how, how did these partnerships come to be? I, you said it was a natural thing, but uh, how, did you find out about Kadena? Did they find out about you? Uh, how was the what the deal? Okay, so it was kind of it was kind of fate um, because I am at heart still I, I still like to look at a lot of shit coins. I always like to <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and I, and I I look at a lot of them just to see what the potential is or what part of the product is. So I, I mean, you know, are they doing something different? Are they doing something unique? And I'm I'm flipping through and I'm looking and the, this is junk and this is junk and this is junk and Kadena. And then I started down that rabbit hole and it took me about a good 30 minutes to uh, pick up the phone and call Parker and say, hey, we need to really look at Kadena. I said, because what they're doing with their scaling for layer one, this is it. This is it. Like I'm telling you, this is layer one. This is what we need to work with. So we reached out to the Kadena folks and we said, hey, look, you know, this is us. This is what we do. We have Zelcor, we have this, we have this, we're building out a network, you know, and, and we, you know, I got a chance to talk with Will and we had a meeting and Doug was on and, you know, we talked and we're like, you know, we want to work together. Okay, cool. 
And then along comes a very unique problem. Kadena wants to really focus on decentralization and their full node setup was not optimal. They, people just won't, don't want to run full nodes. And, and for you to really have a, a really rock solid network, you need full nodes. You just do. Yeah. And so they approached us and they said, you know, here's the problem that we're having. We would like to have more full nodes running and uh, we would like to incentivize people to run those nodes. And I said, okay, well, I said, then let's create a node incentivization program. Essentially, if you deploy, deploy a Kadena node on your network, then, then you'll get rewarded not only in flux from your block reward, but you'll also get some Kadena in your pocket. And they, I said, how many nodes do you need? And they're like, I don't know, like 100. I said, all right, I'll tell you what. We're going to put the program out there. We're going to see how fast we can go and how many nodes we can get online. So let's say... Um, we're just going to open it up as as a as a local dat a local application to all the folks that are running nodes on two classes, and we'll see what we get. Okay, that was on a Monday, and uh, we had a thousand nodes by the end of the week. So <laughs> it it escalated very quickly, and I was yeah. like, I, every day I just kept checking, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> where, where are all these nodes coming from? Like everybody's running it, and then. And then what happened was people got excited because they understood the potential, the earning potential above and beyond. Oh, now I know what Dan's talking about, decentralized systems administrator. I'm creating my business model because I'm picking the projects that make sense to me. I'm de already deploying it on infrastructure I already own. And I'm, I'm not only being rewarded in the native asset of Flux, but I'm also being rewarded in their asset. So... It was unbelievably successful. The Kadena guys have been real champions for us. We we really like working with them, um, and, and and you see, you see that as you know, you see the projects that are working with Kadena come into Flux, and and vice versa. I mean, a lot of the folks that found Flux vicariously found Kadena, exactly. uh, and, and it's been like this real nice, you know, back and forth. And you know, is any any. Uh, uh, is anything perfect? No, we're always learning. We're always trying to, to, to help advance each other's causes. But, but in the end, you know, it, that's how you build relationships. That's how you build partnerships. So yeah, yeah I, I, I like Kadena and I like the folks over there. That's for sure. It's a match made in heaven, it seems. Um, yeah. So uh, speaking of Kadena and its ecosystem, you see it now uh, starting coming to live. Uh, Flux Labs uh, has actually partnered with a lot of Kadena projects like KDL, of course. Uh, you mentioned KDEX, uh, miners of Kadena as well. We just saw that uh, recently. Do you have any projects that you hope to see on Kadena that can actually also run on Flux in the coming months? Like any kind of projects in special that you'd like to see there? Man, I'll tell you what. Um, there, there are so many projects out there now that I'm excited about and labs kind of acts as a, as a catch all for these different, uh, I know what KDL is doing is, is, is pretty awesome with Tempe and some of these other uh, projects that are launching there. And um, I mean, you, you really, the weird thing is I used to have to go look for projects. Like I literally had to spend a lot of my time uh, from strategy looking for quality projects that you could really say, these are projects that we want to work with or align with or provide services for. And then all of a sudden, about three months ago, they came to us. And so now it, it's a vetting process to make sure that the folks that we end up picking 
are, are the logical ones to pick. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them that come from the Kadena ecosystem, uh, they're good projects out of the gate. Like, uh, you know, KDL and Caddx and uh, DocuSign and a lot of these other pro projects that, that Labs is working with. These guys came with their A game from day one. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I personally am excited about any project that wants to deploy on Flux, and that's really why we really are opened, have opened it up. We have a grant. Pro uh, I think there's a hundred thousand Flux, which is like you know, you know, almost a uh, hundred and sixty thousand dollars for people to deploy applications on the platform. And you know, uh, there's more where that came from as as we develop the network out. So, so I would say. You kind of know by looking at a project uh, and looking at their ethos and also looking at your, their tokenomics, whether or not they're going to be around for the long term. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes you miss them. I missed one the other day and, you know, I thought it was going to end up being mm -hmm. a good. But in the end, you know, you can't control what people do uh, on other platforms. You know, you can only control your own. So, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice to see that, that you have this mindset towards the Karina project networks. So we'd like to end our interviews with a more of a broad question a lot to newcomers, uh, people that are not so familiar with crypto and blockchain. And since Flux, it's kind of a gateway. For, uh, at least I see it that way, a gateway for folks that come from Web 2 to Web 3. What can you tell those people that are not into crypto about the technology, the blockchain, and why should, should they believe this is the future? And what advice do you have for them, for them to join the space with us? Yeah, so we should all, all of us uh, should be evangelists of, of, of the space. And I think the, the hardest thing for us, uh, one of the biggest challenges for blockchain for a very long time has been the ability for us to articulate exactly why blockchain is important. Most of the reason why was because our visions we kind of held to ourselves, but we were developing it ourselves. So it's very difficult for you to tell somebody, you know, what your vision is when your vision is is not static. It's moving. It's dynamic. And um, you know, I think in the end, uh, what we need to do is take our time and start to relate the the the, the developments that are happening on crypto and and blockchain, and stop using the terms so much crypto and blockchain. Start using terms like Web3 because Web3 is a palatable way for people who may have been scared of Bitcoin or crypto to all of a sudden associate Web2 with Web3. So Web1 was read. Those were our, our original OG websites where there was static information and you didn't really get a lot of value from it, right? Uh, Web2 became read and write. So essentially, it was uh, us participating with other ecosystems, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Googles, the Instagrams of the world. And now here comes along uh, Web3, which is read, write, and own. And if you can start to, to, in very simplistic terms, let's all put our maxi hats away about what we're doing and get down to brass tacks and make it feel like what they have already known, which is Web2. And, and then... Uh, you know, I explained it to my wife. I said, okay, think of it this way. You know, you know Twitter and, uh, you know, Instagram and, you know, these things, you know, they're ran by companies, right? Yep. And who runs those companies? Big investors, right? Yep. Okay. Well, wouldn't it be cool if you could have your own data, have it be private, 
and you be monetized directly for the data that you're giving them instead of them making money off of it. And it's not controlled by one ent entity, one massive entity. I said, what do you think? What would you think? She says, that sounds like a dream. I said, well, that's flux, honey. <laughs> that's exactly what flux is. So, but I, but I think you can extrapolate that out to other projects as well. We need to just, we need to take all, calm down a bit uh, because we are all like, exuberant. I, I do the same thing. I can, blah, I can go a mile a minute. <laughs> talk to them, talk to them as if you were for the very first time showing them a website. Uh, for the very first time that they're going to see what the next iteration of technology is with Web3. And I think if you can do that, I mean, my mom bought Flux for the very first time, like she has some Flux. Um, you know, I, I've got other people that never, in a, my father-in-law, who was like Mr. Fiat, right? You know, <laughs> Bitcoin's a scam and everybody's going to get hammered. And then the next thing you know, man, he steps in and he just bought Flux the other day. I was so proud of him. It was like a real, it was like, I'm a, like I made it. I made it, right? Yeah, it's just like, it's real deal, man. That's when you know you've made it, yeah. <laughs> He's, and he was excited. So now he, you know, he calls me all the time. He's like, hey, I was checking my Zellcore and X, Y, and Z. And I was like, yep, yep, yep. So when we can start not a, like almost creating allies out of people that, you know, they're, they're hesitant, but they're, they're almost early adopter style, I, then I think we win in the end. So, you know, I think that's the biggest things. We just have to be good evangelists of, of, the, of the space. That's what it comes down to. Awesome. Awesome note to end, to end the show. Uh, Dan, thanks a lot uh, for being here. Uh, it's a pleasure and congrats on the 10,000 notes. I actually didn't know uh, it was, it had happened today. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. I remember, I don't know, like three months ago, it was, we were celebrating 3,000 or 4,000. I, I yeah. can't remember, but it's, yeah. it's been just growing so fast. But they're, ki they're killing me, man. I'm running out. Like I, I have the graphic designer, like make the, you know, Hey, we just hit 8,000 nodes. Here's your thing. I'm going to make one for nine, nine, wait, like seven, eight, nine. And then th they were going so fast that the graphic designer was like, I got to make this one because this is going to happen tomorrow. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, let's do that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. Uh, thanks again. And if uh, for folks who want to know a bit more about uh, Flux, where can they find some info? Yeah, we'll put it on the description. Yeah, check us out online, runonflux.io. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at runonflux. Uh, you can also follow me personally at, at DAK uh, underscore flux. And, you know, our Discord is always popping. We've got 20,000 plus people hanging out just talking about Flux all the time. So, and we have a Telegram too, but don't go there. <laughs> Telegram is a mess, man. What the hell? Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Okay, then again, thanks. And folks, see you soon. See ya. Thank you. What a great interview that was. Thanks again to Dan for joining us and giving his unique perspective on Flux, Cadena, and Web3 in general. Next week, we'll have Dor. He's the founder of Miners of Cadena, a play-to-earn game that runs on Cadena. It has several NFTs that all act in different ways with the game, and a token that will serve to reward players. In the meantime, a Cadena project we're looking into is Kitty Cats. They did the sale of their adorable cat NFTs a couple of weeks ago, and it sold out fast. They're having another round on the 23rd, 
So be sure to check them out if you're into NFTs and you know cats. Uh, as always, this is not financial advice and you should always do your own research. Okay guys, that's it for us this week. See you next time. We'll